around Charlotte, NC State, the Wolfpack, they have entered the room. We will spend 15 minutes with Coach Doran, then we'll spend five minutes with our individual players as well. As we've asked throughout the day, even though you may have a relationship forged with our personnel here, for those watching uh, around the world, if you would, please identify yourselves in the room in the agency that you're with. And we will start, Nick, on the third row, coach to your left. It will be Bob Holiday. To your left, coach. Hello, coach. Bob Holiday, WRL.com, right here. Over your first five games last year, you averaged 166 yards per game on the ground. Over the last seven, nowhere close to that. Four games where you didn't even break 100. And this despite having two running backs who are now good enough to be in the NFL. Was it because of injuries, say, to the offensive line, or was it actually by design? Yeah, I don't know exactly if I can give you that. I think it's more about winning. And at that time, uh, Devin was throwing the ball pretty good, you know, and Emeka and some of the guys making plays. Our offense is built to take what we get. Uh, but there is a mentality about rushing the football. I do think the loss of Chandler Zavala, which happened in conjunction with what you're talking about, was a bigger loss than, than probably people thought at the time. He's a very good run blocker for us, and having him and Icky next to each other presented a, a pretty big challenge to the defenses we were playing. But definitely an area we want to improve upon, and you know, I know that's something that that rim takes a lot of pride in. Coach, to your right, center of the aisle. Uh, hey, Dave, Mike Barber, Richmond Times-Dispatch. I'm curious uh, for a coach to have a returning quarterback, to have a player with that level of experience. Uh, how does that maybe dictate the, the pace of how quickly you can install and, and do things in camp? And, and overall, just how big an advantage is it to have experience at that position? Yeah, I think, you know, if you look at the Atlantic division, uh, all seven teams have their quarterback returning. And so all of us have the same blessing right now. It's, it's different. You know, when you know who that guy is and you like what that guy brings to the table and he's a good leader and, and he can not just go out and execute your offense, but in Devin's case, he's doing different things than he was doing last year and the year before. He's studying defenses. He's not worried about what our plays are, or how he runs our plays as much as he is, what he can do to help teach those plays to other players and how he can get the guys around him to perform you know, so he's in a different place, you know, which makes what's going on on our team different. You know, if you don't know who your quarterback is, it's a lot different dynamic you know, for the entire roster, even the defensive guys, you know, because the leadership that comes from his position is paramount. Coach, to your left, right in front of you. Coach Dan Tortora, wakeupcalldt.com, right here. And so looking at the fact that this is the last time we're going to see divisions in the ACC, how you're handling that and looking at that 3-5-5 model and if you've been a proponent for wanting those top two teams in the conference to really be the ones that get to vie for that championship. Yeah, well, I'm excited about it, Dan. I was one of uh, probably many coaches in our side of the division. You know, as a player, and just use uh, Isaiah as an example, you know, he's a Virginia native um, and we're going to play the schools from Virginia twice every 12 years. So he'll get to play them one time, maybe in his career, you know, and, and for us, we play Duke one every six years, you know, and, and I just don't like that, like that cycle of playing other teams in your league, particularly teams that are close that you recruit against uh, where players are going to be on your team and, and would like to go play back against those other teams, you know? So uh, on top of that, I think the best two teams should play each other for the championship game. You know, I think that that's how it ought to end up. And, 
it ought to be settled on the grass. Even if it's a rematch, it ought to be settled on the grass, you know? And so I like the dynamics of that. I'm excited about it and excited to get to play the other teams more often. I just think that's good for, for the television. It's good for the fans and it's really good for the players. Coach, right up the center aisle to your left. <clears throat> Sir, please stand. Yep. Thank you. Jonas Pope, News Observer. Um, Coach, we've asked the players this, but in the offseason, when all the guys started the, uh, the running it back hashtag and so many key pieces started to return, what, what were your thoughts about that? What did it say about the culture and what you guys are building that so many guys want to come back for this last year and, and try to do something special? Yeah, I think it speaks uh, volumes. Um, they want to be a part of it, you know, and, and uh, several of them could have left that were healthy, Corey Durden and guys like that, you know, and some of them needed to come back because of injury. And uh, it doesn't happen if you don't have that kind of setup, not just in the locker room, but with player to coach, coach to player. Um, I'm very proud of that. You know, I think we're the only staff in, in the ACC that had all 10 assistants return. Um, we had at one time the fewest number of players in the country in the portal leaving our roster. We had a lot of players return, as you mentioned. So. I think all of those things are indicators that it's a great place not just to play but to work and so i'm very proud of that because it hasn't always been that way it's taken time uh, not just on my behalf on the players behalf on the coaches behalf the chemistry getting it right and, and so it's fun to be a part of that transformation and very proud of it coach to your right just about the seventh row hey coach colin wilson with action network NC State Athletics has been interesting lately. Uh, the baseball team in 2021 got removed from the College World Series. The 2022 team was the last team in. The women's basketball team had their struggles with some things. And last year, the football team, day before the bowl game, got the rug pulled out from under and playing in a wonderful bowl out west. Is there more of a chip on the shoulder of this roster, just more of an attitude of ready to take control just, you know, than other seasons that you've had before with, and maybe that plays into the, some of the players coming back, but is this roster particularly looking forward to getting revenge on maybe not playing a bowl last year? Yeah. Well, you're a doom and gloom guy, huh? <laughs> I mean, damn. Um, that was day of the bowl game, by the way, not day before. I wish it was day before. We might have found a team to play us. But, yeah, we've had some tough things happen. And I think, you know, adversity creates opportunities. And, and nobody likes, you know, feeling like you got the raw deal, which several of our teams have probably felt that way. It's going to come full circle. And we're going to be smiling at the end of it. And, and I believe that wholeheartedly. Uh, it's about how you act and how you respond. and who you're with and I'm with three incredible people today, but I get to go to work with a great staff and a great locker room and that's going to come full circle. It will, you know, I believe that. And this is going to be a great time for that to happen. You know, I know our, our fan base feels the same way that you talked that there's been some bad things for whatever reason and, and um, would love to set the record straight that we want to get that right, you know, and see the right things happen. And, I believe, you know, when you do the right things over and over and over, eventually it comes back to you. And that's what we're going to try to do. Coach, to your left at the aisle, gentlemen standing fourth row. Hey, Coach, John Dales, WAER. What gets this team over the hump to win an ACC championship? Uh, it's, a, it's another play, you know. I think any time we lost two games last year that kept us out of that game to win it, uh, and, and it's one more play that you have to make. That's it, you know. and whether it's a defensive play, an offensive play, or a special teams play, 
You know, we lost two one-possession games, and had we won either one of those, uh, Wake Forest game, we recover an onside kick right on the 10-yard mark, and, and, you know, replay says we didn't get it. Um, we make that play, then we probably go score and win that game. You know, Miami game, there were several plays that prevented us from winning, and, and if any of those plays changed, we win that game. So it's, it's really uh, no different than how we beat Clemson. You know, Devin threw a pass to Devin Carter in the corner of the end zone, and we made a play. And that's how we won that game. You know, wake, uh, UNC game, Mecca makes a play from Devin. Chris makes an onside kick recovery. Chris Dunn, Mecca makes another play. And, and that's how you win football games. You know, it's, there's a lot of mistakes that happen on both sides. At the end, it's going to come down to one player making sometimes a routine play that changes the outcome of the game. And so for us, it's just doing that repetitively. You have to do it, you know, in every game you play in the conference. To your left, second row. Hey, Coach Steve Reed from the Associated Press. Um, what, what do you think about the the depth of uh, talent at the quarterback position in this in this division? Yeah. Can you also um, speak to your own quarterback and what your expectations are, yeah. Devin? Yeah, it's, I've never seen it um, as a head coach in this league, where all seven teams in the Atlantic had all their quarterbacks starting, returning. So it's unique. I think you're going to see a. Uh, a slugfest. I mean, we know, you ask our players, when you play ACC football, every week you got to show up. It's a very well-coached league. It's a tough league. The kids play hard. Um, and every time every time you go out there, you got to earn the victory. And if you're playing a team whose quarterback's not savvy, doesn't have experience, and yours is, you have a great advantage. And so we don't have that in any game as far as playing against a non-starter. And uh, as far as our guy goes, you know, I think his stats speak for themselves as a player. You know, I mean, things he did, taking care of the football, the clutch throws, the two-minute drives, the red zone performances. Um, but on top of that, you know, as you get to know Devin, the human being that he is, the teammate that he is, the, the coachable player that he is, the family person that he is, that's what makes it fun to coach him, you know. and. and God blessed him with arm ability, but the family that raised him gave him the opportunity to be the young man that he is. And so I'm privileged to coach people like that. You know, it's not always like that. You don't always get people, you get a coach that are humble. And uh, with him, it's, it's been a great journey and just look forward to extending it. Same general area coach, first row though, to your left, same spot. Okay. Uh, Joseph Jones, CarolinaGridiron.com. Uh, Last year, you're, you held opponents on third down, a very low success rate. Uh, going into this season, how excited are you knowing that you have some really solid defensive starters coming back? Uh, how can you then utilize this to improve what was already a really good opponent, third yeah. down percentage? Yeah, I think Coach Gibson and the defensive staff you know, present different things that are unique. And, and our, our scheme in the three three five allows us to do a lot of things, to hide things, to bring pressure from different places. And it's simple. It doesn't seem simple to the teams we're playing, but to the kids, they can play really fast in, in that scheme. How do we get better? Uh, to me, it's about creating more fumbles on defense. You know, if we can continue to do what we've been doing, stopping people on third down, intercepting the football with takeaways, uh, when you get more sacks, you usually get more fumbles, you know, and, and I think just creating more short fields for our offense, you know, and that's the one area, if you look at us statistically, would be getting the ball back through the fumble category more. And, and that to me happens when you sack the quarterback more, you know, I think that's where the ball gets fumbled most probably. So we're going to work hard, you know, in, in this training camp coming up and every single facet of what we do. But I know if you ask 
Isaiah and, and, and all the guys, it's always about getting better. It's always about raising the bar on our program. Left side, fourth row. John Eads with Orange Fizz. You've got all-conference defenders up and down every level, especially in the second level. You've got two all-conference linebackers right here. Is this the best defense you've had in your time in Raleigh? Well, it could be. I mean, last year's was statistically, and, and now these guys uh, and all of us have a goal of being better. Like I just said, it's, it's always about raising the bar. So last year's defense statistically did a lot of things that we haven't done, and, and so now it's about improving upon those statistics Last year's stats don't win this year's games, you know, so we need to go do it and, and go out there. And I think these guys understand that it, it's not easy. You know, I mean, every time you go out there, you're, you're going to have to prove it. And you have a circle on you on the calendar now, you know, you're in a little different position. So with the notoriety and the stats comes people's best efforts, right? And so that's what we're up against right now. Coach, your final question back to Bob Holliday on your left. Coach, uh, you lost Peyton Wilson early with an injury. Still had one of the two best defenses in the league. How is Peyton? What impact do you yeah. expect him to have? And with so many players returning, I think you had like 10 out of 11. How high is the ceiling for this team defensively? You know, it's interesting because last year there was one towards the end. It might have been the bowl game, but we had eight starters out going into the bowl. I think we played UNC with seven starters out on defense. And so that says a lot about the guys that stepped in, like what Levi did. You know, playing for us last year, uh, the way Josh Pierre-Lewis stepped up at nickel, Devin Boykin comes in at safety. It was like each week a new guy came in and just elevated play. You know, C.J. Clark goes down and, and we move Corey Durden to nose and he's all conference, you know. And so a lot of really cool things happen that way. And what that did is create depth for this year because th now the guys are back, like Peyton that you mentioned, along with the guys that played all season, you know like Drake, and, and so built, you know, that, that depth in your roster. And so now we can rotate, or if you have a guy out, you feel better about what's coming in the game. Peyton's 100%. He feels great. He's excited. I'm happy for him. Um, you know, I thought last year would be the last time I coached him, you know, and so uh, I think he'll tell you that it wasn't fun going through what he did, but he's in as good a place as he's been mentally right now. So I'm very excited for what he can bring to the field for us this year. Coach, thank you. You can switch spots with yep. Devin. Folks, we'll have about five minutes with Devin and hands go up immediately. So we will slide up the aisle, Devin, to your right. Mike, if you would please identify yourself. Hey, Devin, Mike Barber, Richmond Times Dispatch. You heard me ask Coach just about the having experience at your position. What changes for you? Um, how much more do you understand about what you guys are doing and maybe what opponents are doing at this point in your career? Yeah, I think just first it starts with advancing our offensive system. You know, now this being my third year in the system, you know, I got to take that next step of, you know, getting us out of bad plays to bad looks. And I think that all starts with, you know, focusing more of defensive ID, um, kind of bringing along younger guys too. You know, I have a really good grasp of the system and guys that we need to step up, kind of teaching them and making sure that they understand what they need to do. And just in general, having the whole offense understand from my perspective, uh, just being in the system for a good amount of time and just keep collaborating with Coach Beck. Front row, right in front of you, Devin, to your left. Dan Tortora, wakeupcalldt.com. Your left tackle obviously moved on to the NFL. Just what you can say about what he brought to the line and who you see stepping up there to fill in those shoes as you get set for the season. 
Yeah, Icky is a tremendous talent. I mean, there's a reason why he went six overall. I mean, he's an awesome player, but even an even better person. And I think that really translated to our offensive line because, I mean, those dudes do everything together. I mean, they work out together, train together, eat together, hang out together off the field. And I think, you know, we have a bunch of dudes that are trying to compete to get that starting spot that Icky was in. But I know with the other four offensive linemen that we have coming back, that they help, they hold that room to a high standard. So whoever is filling in into that role, they understand that the other four offensive linemen will be counting on them just as they did on Icky. Devin, up the aisle to your left, right at the edge. Jonas Pope, in and out. Devin, coach just talked about raising the bar. Um, it'll be a lot of eyes on the program this year. If you guys live up to the expectation and take care of business, what would that do long-term for the brand and the recognition of the, of the NC State football program? Yeah, I think it would do a lot for the NC State program. You know, each and every year we do have high expectations. And, you know, a little bit of what we put on film last year, we're kind of earning that respect a little bit. But, you know, for us, we know at the end of the day, nothing is accomplished until what we do on Saturdays. And, you know, that's all that's going to matter is how we perform on Saturday. And, you know, if we prepare each and every week like the way we're supposed to and perform that the way we're supposed to and capable of doing, I think this could raise the standards to this program tremendously. Devin, to your left, third row. Bob Halliday, WRL.com. Devin, you had an interception just once every 86 throws. No other quarterback can come close to that. In addition, uh, Coach talked about uh, you have the ability to throw in tight windows. Coach talked about the Clemson game. We could also mention the win at Pitt when you threw a back shoulder throw, you know, with, what, two seconds left. So, you know, perfect strike between the defender. My question is, how much of that accuracy is judgment as to exactly what nanosecond to let the ball go? How much of it is maybe on your receivers? How much of it is, is just pure accuracy on your part? Break that down for us. Yeah, I mean, I've always prided myself on accuracy. Um, you know, playing the quarterback position, getting with your receivers and tight ends, it's all about timing and spacing. Um, and I think that really all starts in the off season, you know, making sure that I understand the way that each and every one of my receivers runs, runs their route and how I want them to run it. And on top of that, just really being prepared for what defensive look that I'm getting to certain coverages, whether, you know, certain routes are going to convert versus certain coverages or not. Um, just being able to be on the same page as everyone, but also making sure that, you know, I'm able to layer that ball into a second window, or if I have to zip it in, I'm able to do that. And kind of just being able to get every aspect of every throw is something that I work on a ton. Devin, your last question from the podium. I'm curious for the room to learn this. You're predominantly left-handed, but you learned to throw with your right. Yes, sir. How is it in your childhood that you learned to throw with your right? Yeah, so growing up, uh, I mean, just from an early age, uh, I did everything left-handed. Um, I still write left-handed to this day. Um, my dad is actually a completely left-handed person as well. Uh, he was a pitcher in college. And, you know, growing up, he thought I was going to be a left-handed pitcher. And I think I was like five years old. Um, I was throwing left-handed my whole life until then. One day I picked up my older brother's glove and tried out righty and turned out I could throw a little bit better with my right arm. So <laughs> I just stuck with it. Thank you for taking us through that. You can switch places with Isaiah. Thank you. Five minutes with our linebacker, graduate student Isaiah Moore, who would like the first question. We're going to go to the aisle, right in the center, get back to a gentleman we've already seen here this afternoon. To your left, Isaiah. Isaiah, I want to ask you the, the same question I asked Devin. Uh, you guys have a successful year 
and accomplish all your goals, what would that do for the brand and the image of, of NC State football moving forward nationally? Yeah, I think when we all came to NC State, we wanted to put NC State in a place where it's, it's never been before. And um, while um, that's that's still in progress, it hasn't been done yet. Um, so, you know, for the brand of NC State, I think it would, you know, do um, wonders for it. Um, and we're always trying to get better as a as a group, and that does stop with our brand as well. Isaiah, right in front of you to your left, first row. Dan Tortora, wake up call, DT.com. Isaiah, I know that you have obviously, with when it comes to NIL, gotten involved, right? You have your clothing line and whatnot. Just what you can say about what your experience has been like with name, image, and likeness, and what it meant to you that Drake rocked one of your shirts to show support for you. Yeah, I think, you know, NIL is a, um, it's a very, it's, it's something that's continuing to grow, you know, across our country and then, you know, in the sport. Um, I think it provides student athletes with a great platform to not only build just, um, you know, monetary value right now, but have some longevity as well with a, a increasing platform of social media and things of that nature. Um, as far as Drake rocking my shirt, um, and that meant the world to me, considering what happened to me the week week before and um, the way he played um, in my absence that, that following game, um, it meant the world to me. Devin, we're going to get, uh, Isaiah, I'm sorry, we're going to get the microphone right side about the seventh row, sir, if you'll please stand. Sorry. Thank you. Hey, Isaiah, David Thompson, USA Today Network. Uh, you missed part of the season because of an injury. You know, how did losing football for a little while kind of reignite that passion? Yeah, it definitely uh, it humbled me um, tremendously. You know, I, I put a lot into, into last season, and um, I put a lot of hopes and, and dreams into, into last season, and it had it taken away from me. It was definitely uh, tragic. It was humble, and it was emotional, um, to really, to just be frank. Um, but it definitely reignited a passion um, about how much I love the game and how much I really, really want you know this to be my life career. And um, it's just continued to spark, and I plan to use that as my fuel this season. Isaiah, stay on the right, right on the aisle there. Hey, Isaiah, Miles Williams with the three-point conversion. You were just harking on your injury, um, but are there certain things that you took notice to off the field that you um, learned about you know, on the field, so certain things that you can't sort of grasp on the field? Yeah, I think anytime you're uh, you go from being on the field a lot to being on the sideline, I think you look at the game differently. You look at look at different things um, differently. Um, I think you know one of the things I did tremendously was um, I took a look back at our entire scheme and how we attack people and how people attack us, and I try to just gain a better understanding of that and try to pass that on to my teammates throughout the year. And I want to continue to pass that on to my teammates as we come into this next year. Stay on the right hand side. Hey, Isaiah, Colin Wilson with the Action Network. Last year, 320, 342 total snaps, only two missed tackles. What, is, what can you attribute to being such a great tackler? Um, I just try, to, just try to be as consistent as possible. Um, you know, we always preach about coming in and, and being the same guy every day. And I just try to be the best me that I can be um, every day. You know, uh, as far as, you know, not missing tackles, I just try my best to remain focused at the point of attack. Uh, you know, not shoot until I can smell his breath is what, is what we say as far as our tackling technique. And um, just try to be strong at a at point of attack and bring him down. Uh, you know, it doesn't have to be pretty all the time, but as long as he's on the ground, that's all we need. Isaiah, your last question, left side, buried back. Hey, Isaiah, Trayvon Miles from ABC 11 in Raleigh. Want to get back to the topic of NIL. Um, the players have been adamant about wanting to see it open up. Uh, some of the administrators in schools have said they want to kind of see some regulations on it. I, I know you can't speak for all players, but I was wondering what you thought about that and what you what you think when you see some other players in some other conferences making a ton of money uh, versus others that really don't do so well. 
Yeah, you know, they say comparison is the thief of joy, you know, so um, what we get as far as NIL, um, you know, NC State and the platform that we have is individually as student athletes. Um, that's kind of just who we are. You know, you, we can't, so we sit around and compare that to other schools or what other players are doing. And we're, we're taking away from all the things that we've accomplished and all the things that we put forth to make our platform the way they are. I mean, I thought I said NIL provides us with a great opportunity um, to continue to grow that platform. But it's up to us to really take action and, and do so. Isaiah, thank you. You can switch places with Drake. We'll spend our last five minutes with Drake Thomas, linebacker, junior out of Raleigh. And we will start Drake to your right, just up the aisle at the edge. Hey, Drake, Mike Barber from the Richmond Times uh, Dispatch. I'm curious, uh, when Isaiah went out last year, what kind of an uh, influence impact did he have on you? Was he able to uh, help you give you any advice both on the field for the position and, and then some of the leadership stuff as well? Yeah, he definitely prepared me for the moment, you know, just uh, putting on display what a good leader um, and a good man, like, you know, someone in that position, how they're supposed to go about their everyday business definitely prepared me to step up into that role. And, you know, I can't thank him enough for uh, everything that he helped me with through that process. Drake, first row, right in front of you on the left. Drake, Dan Tortora, Wake Up Call, DT.com. The versatility that you have now going into this season, having to fill in for Isaiah and then being, you know, having that experience in the middle as well as on the outside, just what you could say, how it's improved your game and what you bring to the table now in that linebacker unit. Yeah, so I've seen, you know, I've played on the field from three, all three linebacker positions now, Mike, Will, and Sam. Um, you know, going into Louisville week when I had to fill in at Mike, I hadn't played Mike in two years, maybe since my freshman year of spring, something like that. So it was a little bit new, but, you know, every single thing that I've had to do, you know, whether it was switch positions and adjust or whatever, it's made me that much better of a player and a person just having to, to adapt and continue to push forward and, you know, do whatever I can do to get, you know, the defense going and, you know, play the best of our ability. Drake left side still about the fifth row. Kenton Gibbs locked on Wolfpack. Um, so when you have guys like Isaiah Moore and Peyton Wilson and yourself in the linebacking core, does it embolden you to be um, more competitive or to push to another level in moments where they aren't there? And, and like you said, you showed up in Louisville and made excellent plays to keep a quarterback like Malik Cunningham under wraps. Like, how does playing with guys like that impact your play? There's a competition between us three every single time we step into the building, every single day, whether it's workouts, whether it's, you know, practice, whether it's in the game, it's a race to the ball. We're trying to make plays, you know, and we push each other to get better. We want the best for each other every single day and everything that we do, but it's also a competition, and that makes me so much better of a person and, you know, a player. Drake, to your right, second row. Hello, Drake. Darrell Owens, Legacy Maker Sports Network. My question is this, uh, you know, you've had a chance to look over the offseason, kind of see, you know, spring has went by, you had a chance to see all your, your fellow teammates. Is there anybody in particular you say to yourself, man, I can't wait to see that person on game one? Maybe somebody we don't get a chance to see all the time, or maybe not, we don't get a chance to hear about them all the time, but there's somebody you're excited to see in game one. Yeah, I think there's a number of guys that kind of stepped up in the spring because there's still some guys hurt, still some guys uh, injured that didn't participate through the spring. Uh, so I think there's a number of guys uh, example is uh, Davin Van, uh, you know, Anthony Smith, uh, just some young guys that, you know, have got some playing time, but haven't necessarily uh, have been asked to have 
as large of a role as that they're going to have. So there's, I mean, Josh, uh, J uh, Josh Pierre-Lewis is another one that I'm excited to see. Just there's a number of guys that I'm really looking forward to see. And I know they've worked, they put the work in and they're going to, you know, make a huge impact for us on Saturdays this year. Drake, your last question from the podium, just 21 miles from your high school to Carter-Finley Stadium. What's it been like here at the podium? What's it been oh. like <laughs> right over here? What's it been like for you to play so close to home into the high school field? It's been a blessing, really. Uh, my family, they make it to every single game. My parents, my little brother, they can come just watch practices. Uh, they can come help me move my apartment, you know. Uh, it's been a really, it's really been a, been a blessing. And not just my parents, though. Uh, growing up in the area, uh, just having people who have supported me along my whole journey, being able to still be a part of my journey and still support me and still be, you know, in the area, be able to come watch my games. Um, I'm very thankful for that. And, you know, it's definitely not taken lightly or for granted. Drake, thank you. NC State, good luck this year. You are excused and good luck the rest of the day as well. Folks, Boston College is doing the room at 145. Thank you.